Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. For Fishing and Hunting Show, uh, welcome to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And Rick, each Friday, these are the fine people of the reason we're here. Oh yeah, Tony, we got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, the number 337, the area code 367 one two four zero, and you can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com and anywhere in the world. If you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can pick up the show on any accessible internet device. We're live here at the studios of Kane Radio at 107 West Main Street next to Victor's Cafeteria here in downtown New Iberia, which is and Start off like we usually do, freshwater, saltwater fishing. What you hear? Well, Tony, we took a little trip, uh, and it had some big tournaments. We'll talk about that later, you know, around Toledo Bend, and boys caught a lot of fish. But uh, the weather, I finally got a little break, and we went Sunday out to the park. Had an excellent, caught a lot of fish. Not, not nothing big, over five pounds, but we caught a bunch of fish, and uh, it, it felt good just to get out, you know, because the weather has either been raining or cold, and uh, but it was a real good trip. And uh, we caught most of them, Tony, on just, you know, they, they were deeper because, uh, what was it, only, what, about two or three weeks ago, it was like 14, 15 degrees. So, yeah, a few weeks when, ago, yeah. Yeah, but now the water, you know, if it's, if the weather stays right, the fishing should really pick up. They got some tournaments coming up in the lake, and, and the lake's going to really start, uh, should start to turn on. Yeah. But anyway, we went Sunday, and we did well. Good. Uh, with that, you know, I saw something uh, also uh uh, with the uh, uh, Butler Rose, it looks like uh, the water level as of this morning uh, was starting to tend to drop. Right. It's around a little over 14 feet, and it looks like it's going to come down to a couple feet uh, in the next, uh, within, uh, I want to say, four or five days. Yeah, too, I've Rick. seen that. Uh-huh. And uh, with that, of course, uh, don't know if we're still getting, uh, I hadn't checked that, the winds out of the uh, uh, of uh, the north too, which may be driving it down a little bit. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hopefully, come back uh, and then it looks like it's going to rise a little bit more towards the end of the month, which was approximately two weeks away. So uh, interesting, uh, Rick, as we see that uh, out there in uh, Butler Rose. But uh, you know, I'm hearing too uh, uh, with that uh, uh, little muddy waters too. Uh, with that, yeah. I don't know if you're hearing that or seeing that or no. Uh, I know in Toledo Bend they had a you know with a lot of creeks uh, feeding into the lake. They caught a lot of rain right before that big tournament, and uh, a lot of the lake was muddy. You know. Well, with that, too, of course, you mentioned tournaments, of course, the SFA tournament, which is the Redfish Tournament. I want to remind folks again, too, this year there's only going to be four tournaments, including the Classic. And uh, they've changed some of the rules up. Uh, there have been some changes. So uh, uh, if you want to spread the word and let's make it a great turnout, what I got an email to remind folks. Uh, hope to see you have one uh, a month from today, March 16th, to start this year off with a bang. And if you're interested in joining, uh, you can give uh, Brooks Amy a call at area code 337. Of course, uh, Brooks's number is 316-8175 or uh, uh, with that. So uh, give Brooks a call, see if you'd like to get into those redfish tournaments. Uh, a lot of fun, too. Uh, 
Toshi, you got to get up early. You got oh, yeah. to swing with the birds uh, getting up on Saturday mornings. That's right. Pretty early to get out uh, at uh, Sipmore Point, uh, Quintana Landing to get going and all. And, you know, uh, Rick, uh, with that, you know, we're talking about all the big tournaments uh, getting ready to kick off, too. But uh, they had a pretty big tournament, uh, 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 a bass tournament up in Toledo Bend, uh, the Major League Fishing Tournament, too, uh, with mm-hmm. that. And uh, I was trying to look for some local people who maybe uh, did well in that tournament uh, with that up in Toledo Bend. But uh, from there, it looks like uh, Dustin Connell from Clanton, Ark, Alabama. He caught he caught thirty, I think thirty six fish at one hundred twelve pounds in four ounces yeah, for one hundred thousand dollars. That's impressive. Yeah. It is very impressive. I just said that he, he was amongst them. Yeah. Yes, and uh, with that, but I, I'm trying to see here if I notice anyone. Maybe they got a couple guys out of Texas, but yeah. don't see anybody out of uh, uh, Louisiana that uh, maybe uh, entered that tournament and was fishing in that tournament. Right. Uh, with that, uh, and then today, Tony, that's major league fishing. There, there's three or four. You, you know, you got the Bass Masters major league fishing, and there's two or three others. So, and then uh, Scott Martin, he he fished another one in Florida, and uh, they're they're just you know it's uh, used to only be one or two. Now there's four or five major leagues. What I'm you know, yeah. And the Bass Master Open was up in, uh, or I should say, over in Clewiston. Uh, Florida, yep. and that's where you mentioned uh, Scott Martin from uh, Clewiston, a uh, local, uh, had 15 fish at 90 pounds. That's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. At six ounces, he won uh, $50,360. But, uh, again, uh, looking for uh, uh, some Louisiana fishermen. But uh, in the uh, Phoenix boats, big bass, uh, I see where you had uh, uh, some yep. Louisiana. Uh, from Raceland, uh, yeah. Yep, uh, along with uh, Tyler Rivette uh, was out there, along with uh, Logan uh, Latuso yep. from Gonzales, uh, also uh, Clark Reem, uh from Elm Grove, along with uh, Daryl Gleason out of Manny, uh, along with uh, Alex Heinsen. Uh, uh, out of Denham Springs, those guys all did pretty well uh, uh, in uh, Phoenix uh, boats, big bass. But in the nine-boater uh, division, I'm looking at uh, – I think there were some uh, Louisiana uh, people uh, that entered and uh, did well. Uh, Louisiana anglers were Damon Woodcock out of Lake Charles along with Travis Merritt out of uh, Iowa uh, with that. Uh, they uh, participated in that tournament. Yeah. And uh, they still – I'm pretty sure, Rick, they got another couple big tournaments up in Toledo Bend yeah. too coming soon. Yeah, they got one coming up. Yeah. And, and uh, with that also, it's uh, good to see Toledo Bend get back in the game again too, yeah. Rick. For oh, yeah. years, they were the top place in the country. Yeah. That's right. For fishing, uh, bass fishing anyway. But uh, with that, uh, other spots around in Alabama, South Carolina, and Texas, uh, I think even Oklahoma. But uh, right now, uh, Toledo Bend getting back into play again. It's good to see that too. Uh, yep. Uh, I, I, any ideas with uh, just uh, the, with the fishing kind of uh, dried up up there? What's that, in Toledo? Yeah. Well, it, it, for years, Tony had got a lot of pressure. You know, it started out back in the 70s, and I mean – since then, Toledo Bend had just picked up and got better and better. And then I'm pretty sure that the state, you know, they, they follow it and restock it. And uh, it's just a lot of – got a lot of people fishing today, you know. A lot more people well, fish today. And look at the homes that, than, that have been, been built up there. Not yeah. the only camps, but people well, living there. they call there. them camps, but they're mansions. No, right? they I mean, are. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yep. And especially all along with the, yep. in the inlets and the coves and all that oh, up yeah. in there where people have built homes. And yep. it's just – Still a lot more room up there, too. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit, but uh, yeah. really nice and beautiful, too, Rick, in that yes, regard. Oh, yeah. 
anyway, uh, uh, elsewhere uh, with that, uh, I also saw. I didn't. I, I was looking this morning for some results. They had a special emergency board meeting with regards to the Manhattan, no, the Pogies, as we refer to them here in uh, Southwest Louisiana. The Wildlife Commission, Fisheries Commission, called a special meeting for yesterday for one o'clock. And to consider moving on the notice of intent from the buffer of one half mile for the commercial uh, take of Manhattan to the species news on pogies. And according to sources, the move cuts in half from the original uh, notice of intent of one mile buffer. And I'm sure a lot of lobbying, Rick, uh, in that regard takes place. But uh, I was looking to see if uh, what the changes may have been or. And it doesn't change the three-mile buffer off Grand Isle and Rutherford and Holly Beaches. And consider the modifications uh, of October of 2023, uh, the notice of intent regarding commercial Manhattan regulations. And we both admit, uh, you know, those guys, I know it's a commercial. It costs them more money to go a little further out. But I tell you what, it opens up a, a lot more speckled trout and the other game fish to come inside the uh, – the one mile zone and uh, spawn and, right. and and for recreational fishermen can have a pretty good time, Rick. Oh yeah, it should it should help the fishery out a lot, Tony. If, if they, and I hope that you know that they come to an agreement. Yeah, uh, with that. So and like I said, I'll probably have something uh, next week on it since I wasn't able to pull up there. There wasn't a press release or anything coming out in that regard that I could find. Uh, it didn't look real hard, but. Uh, uh, I thought that would be with this particular uh, uh, take. So, anyway, uh, you know, fishermen, uh, plaguing fishermen, uh, you know, hunters are putting away their gun trick. You know, that is why, as well yeah, as I do. And, winding down. In February, kindest of months uh, for fishing-wise. and uh, But along the coast, occasional talked about speckled trout and redfish catches are offset by reports of low water in the marshes and muddy conditions in the lake. And a lot of that is the north wind, too as uh, we both know. And recent rains uh, have welcomed relief to the near uh, drought we had last summer and has left uh, most fishermen uh, battling uh, fluctuating and muddy water. Yet February is a time. Sockele fishermen, Rick, yep. await uh, the stints of cold, wintry, wintry conditions. But uh, And you get the occasional outbreak of warm weather. So uh, the spurs of Sockele to move from Wintertime deaths to the shallows to begin uh, making more of the sockele and giving those who observe those meatless Fridays a chance to observe the Lenten tradition. So uh, anyway, reports on sockele began in the freshwater marshes a couple weeks ago, and you've mentioned that too each week uh, here on this show up in uh, Toledo Bend. Yeah. The sockele fishing has been pretty good. Yeah, it's been real good. And uh, with that, so just find a decent, clear stretch of water and a shiny, uh, lively shiner to your hook. And it's worth your favorite uh, tube jig color, and you're ready to set the table, Rick. You know oh, yeah. that as well as I do, and I know yep. you enjoy that tremendously oh, yeah. in that regard. So, uh, anyway, up in Toledo Bend, uh, Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour invaded the state's largest reservoir last week, and the results were off the charts. Uh, we mentioned about Dustin Connell uh, bloating a, a 36 scoreable, weighing 112 pounds, 4 ounces. Uh, to win the top prize of $100,000. And uh, in all top 10 championship qualifiers boated, there were 194 bass boats up there, yep. pulling in right at about uh, 500 pounds in a one-day fish-off despite the fog and rains and the muddy waters. But uh, uh matter of fact, Dustin uh, Connell said he used a Rappler Crush City uh, freeloader to catch most of his fish in the stained water while others you were using minnows on a jig head. Uh, the difference was, he said, uh, finding large schools of actively feeding bass. He found them in the pocket located between two major creeks where the bass could uh, corral the, the shad. So uh, 
with that. Uh, lucky him is what I, what oh, yeah. I can say. Yep. Uh, just, and, of course, good fishermen, uh, they know where to go. They look for things uh, that right. uh, the ordinary people don't think about. And yep. uh, hats off to him. But uh, 112 pounds, Rick, in one day of fishing, that's yep. pretty impressive, too. Anyway, meanwhile, uh, I don't know if you saw this, uh, uh, Rick, and I'm kind of bouncing around right now, but uh, uh, you saw where a new Iberian caught a, uh, an albino catfish. Yeah, we got one in our pond, Tony. I haven't seen him in a while, but last time I seen him was about 15 pounds. And oh, that's a good so- size. Solid white. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, is, they are rare, though. Yeah. The, yeah. Like any other uh, animal, an albino yep. animal, you know, uh, uh, they uh, they come and go, and of course they're easy to spot too for yeah. prey. Yeah. Uh, whether it be a deer or anything, I've seen squirrels. Uh, uh, can't say uh, you know I uh, uh, haven't seen basically, but they say reindeer. You know there are a lot mm-hmm. of reindeer, and of course you see the white tigers and white alligators. I think they sell at the aquarium in New Orleans right. uh, with mm-hmm. the white alligators and all, uh, which is uh, albinos and very rare, as you mentioned uh, with that, but. Uh, Young guy by the name of uh, Marcus Como caught the three-pound albino catfish on a worm in the intercoastal waterway uh, a couple weeks ago. And, of course, albino catfish are seen as uh, white is due to their lack of pigment, uh, like all. And the light coloration from this specimen make it even more difficult, uh, you know, for them to hide, as I mentioned, from predators. And that's why it's not common to see many adult albino catfish uh, out in the open waters. Uh, They are mostly found in captivity to avoid the dangerous threats. And and, uh, Marcus Como said it's a a one-in-a-million catch, and he plans to mount it for a memory. So... uh, with that, and you know, Rick, I can remember hearing over the years. It's been a few years since uh, uh, they've seen it, but out in the Calcasieu River in the lake, they've seen an albino dolphin, dolphin, and uh, swimming up in there. And it has a kind of a pinkish uh, look to it. I've seen mm-hmm. in pictures. I've never actually seen it, but uh, just reports of uh, that dolphin uh, swimming over in that uh, that neck of the woods. Uh, uh, it's uh, pretty impressive, too. Uh, you've seen an animal uh, with that coloration, you know, a vine over dolphin. So, uh, and uh, I know they've seen it a few times. Had, hadn't seen reports of it lately appearing uh, out there and all. So, uh, anyway, uh, we'll see. Uh, also, in the meantime, too, Rick, uh, there, we've got uh, the uh, Legends Tournament that's going to be cranking up out at uh, Marshfield Landing uh, uh, this weekend. I think February uh, 18th, uh, the one-day tournament out there. Uh, and uh, I always thought it was one. It was a club that put that on. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, is it an open tournament, or is it is an open tournament? Okay, I I wasn't sure if it was a, a club that put that together. So we're going to see these bass tournaments. Of course, uh, later on, uh, hog fights begin. I think in uh, March, March, next middle of March, mm-hmm. as uh, Mike called in a couple of weeks ago to give us an update uh, with their tournaments uh, Wednesday out there at. Uh, of course, I think the first one's going to be at Marshfield Landing, but after the tournament, they d- decide uh, with the group of uh, people fishing in that uh, particular tournament where they're going the following week. And Tony, time change is getting close too, huh? Yeah, I want to say it's uh, March uh, 6th, 10th, uh, somewhere okay, in there. Somewhere trying, there. Yeah, let me look at the calendar okay. behind me to see yeah. uh, what we're looking at. So <clears throat> I think it's, yeah, the 10th. The 10th, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's when I think it's uh, we're going to lose an hour, you know, uh, spring back and you fall forward so yep. uh, with that uh, so we'll see you be seeing a, a daylight a lot extended uh, mm-hmm. in the evening right now we're looking at around six o'clock and uh, with that we'll talk a little bit about that with the uh, 
the tides uh, with that regard. But in the meantime, yes, uh, the the Jackie Savoy tournament, uh, April 27th, we'll talk up. about that. Yeah, yep. we're still about two months away from that tournament. Uh, probably one of the biggest tournaments around uh, over the years That uh, with that. And, of course, uh, with the uh, passing of Jackie uh, uh, T. Savoy took it upon himself, uh, and uh, people all agreed uh, to name that tournament because she used to do so much work in that tournament, too. Of course, originally that tournament was put together by Elvis Jaminet, mm-hmm. who put that together many years ago uh, with yep. that, with the passing uh, of Elvis. T. took it over, and that tournament, I know I've participated in it a few times. Uh, uh, we talk in uh, 70 to 100 votes sometimes in that tournament. And then COVID yep. came along and knocked it down a little bit. But they anticipate yep. uh, expanding it more. And hopefully they'll have a great celebration uh, with that tournament also. And also, uh, I, I want to say there was another big tournament up in Toledo Bend coming upon us. And I can't remember yeah. the name of it offhand, Rick. I don't know if you uh, can surmise that uh, with uh, the next big tournament. Well, like I said, Tony, been... there's so many of them now. Major League Fishing, and you got you know Bassmasters, and they uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot. There's four or five big majors now. You know, yeah, with branched that. off, and oh yeah, they fish uh, Sam Rayburn, Toledo Bend, Lake Fork, and uh, <clears throat> and places like that. Yeah, with that. It was- Break here on Cane uh, Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasoning, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Ragin' Cajun original recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana over the last 38 years. Ask for Ragin' Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask them for that rage and cajun say ball everyone loves pizza and everyone loves a home run put them together and you have home run pizza and yes right here in new iberia located at 3816 east old spanish trail it's new iberia's newest takeout pizza and delivery is available dough is made fresh each day and you get an assortment of toppings try the grand slam the double play or mr meaty they're all home runs at home run pizza 256 5783. That's 256 5783. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303 3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. Hi, this is Box Car inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Sliman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 3 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day.
The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show here on a big uh, TGIF Friday. Uh, and with that, Rick, uh, you know, we talk about this each year, and it's not necessarily snickering on your uh, uh, fishermen or hunters, but uh, Operation Game Thief, and that's a big uh, operation with the, uh, yep. I guess, the Gaming Commission and all. But uh, Louisiana Operations Game Thief uh, board reviewed 19 cases. And that's not, uh, like I said, uh, sniffing. It's a lot of people just abuse the the laws, you know, with whether it be duck hunting, deer, uh, fishing and all. And it's not uh, necessarily turning in your neighbor. But, you know, these people abuse the rules that uh, it shouldn't be, uh, whether it be hunting at night or, uh, uh, you know, for deer and from a highway or moving vehicle and all. But uh, they paid out over $7,700 during its February meeting in cases resulting from 32 game fish violators involving 117 citations and uh, the Louisiana Operation Game Thief began way back in 1984 to help the state enforcement agents and it urges the public to call this Operation Game Thief 24-hour line. It's an 800 number with uh, potential wildlife and fisheries violations and uh, with that uh, uh, the Operation uh, Effective Wildlife Crime Stopper Program focused on uh, preserving and uh, conserving Louisiana natural resources with that. And like I mentioned, it was created back in the early 80s. And uh, at the last quarterly meeting of those 19 cases, $7,700, a total of 32 subjects were apprehended. 117 citations were written in regards to the reviewed cases. And the cases reviewed and awarded money to the public and their assistance uh, consist of deer, migratory game bird, alligator, recreational fishing. And it's uh, pretty uh, pretty effective, too, Rick, and uh, people are rewarded. Yep. And like I said, you know, it's it's not necessarily this, uh, I guess, uh, turning your bud, but, uh, it, you know, people just abusing the system uh, with uh, – you know, you're only supposed to shoot so many ducks of uh, so many uh, right. points for years. And uh, now uh, with that, and uh, it's kind of like Big Brother spying on you. But uh, I don't know, uh, uh, people who abuse the system, you know, catching uh, uh, more of the allotment of uh, bass or whatever the case may be uh, with ducks, uh, uh, game fish. Uh, I don't know about you, Rick, but uh, I think it's, uh, you know, they're, they're there for a reason. And uh People who abuse them uh, are going to pay the price in that regard. So yes, that's just my feelings on that. And, uh, you know, I can understand you catching a fish that's not supposed to be caught, but who's t- how do you tell the fish not to get on the line? Yeah. You know, so uh, anyway, uh, we'll see how that all comes into play. Meanwhile, I've, you know, last week I talked about I couldn't find anything, but I know that uh, there were people hollering and screaming about the bears, you know, with the hunting of the bears. And uh, basically the notice of intent said uh, you'd be able to uh, kill or not you, but uh, 10 bears to be taken during the hunting season that would begin in December of this year. But uh, a federal judge uh, uh, has upheld the decision to remove the Louisiana black bear from the endangered species status. And uh, District Judge Brian Jackson ruled that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service was justified in 2016 in revoking the black bear's threatened status under the Endangered Species Act. Decision has been challenged by the Atchafalaya Basin Keeper, a conservation group that says the species of the American black bear is still in danger from extinction from uh, illegal hunting and vehicle strikes and habitat loss. 
course, Jackson uh, was appointed to the Middle District Court of Louisiana uh, by a former president, Barack Obama. He disagreed, citing the service uh, lengthy delisting process and studies indicating the Bears population is small but growing in some parts of the state. He uh, obviously were not pleased with his decision, uh, said the uh, uh, conservation group. Uh, uh, we still have concerns that the bear's habitat is not really protected, uh, that there are still developments and uh, clear-cutting of the forest happening where they live. The decision comes as the State Department of Wildlife and Fisheries aims to lift nearly a 40-year ban on the bear hunting. The agency plans to allow up to 10 hunters to kill one bear each for a total of 10 bears in December. Uh, and how they came up with 10 bears, why not 8 or 12? Yeah. Or, I don't know, Rick. Uh, I'm kind of mixed on this. Uh, and I can understand with the bears uh, getting into garbage cans and everything else uh, in certain areas of the state. They do it down here, for that matter. Oh, yeah. Not maybe as bad as it is up in the northeast part <laughs> of the state. But uh, I don't know. A uh, uh, hunting advocacy group of the Sierra Club International praised Jackson's decision. He said uh, they said the science supports the delisting of the court's confirmation of the Louisiana black bear population has recovered and is healthy and sustainable, said Richard Kennedy, who is the president of the Acadiana chapter in that regard. Elsewhere uh, in that uh, some North Louisiana residents uh, back the hunt as a way to reduce a growing number of interactions with the bear, which number around a thousand in the state. I don't think that's a lot of black bears when no. you consider the whole state of Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And bears have raided trash cans, bird feeders, and they're becoming a nuisance at some farms. Habitat loss and hunting cut the bears' population uh, almost to nothing in the 60s. Of course, Louisiana banned the black bear hunting back in 88. Uh, four years later, the bear was granted federal protections under the ESA. Of course, uh, uh, the Basin Keepers lawsuit argued that the service had failed to consider the loss of bears' historical population and range. And once covered much of the state, of course, uh, I don't know how interested a lot of people would be in uh, bear hunting, uh, Rick, uh, in that regard. But uh, no, nope. uh, I don't know. I know you're uh, one of your sons is heavily involved in hunting and mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. Uh, would he be interested uh, in bear hunting? And uh, you haven't talked to Bo about yeah, that? I don't, no, not really. I don't. I don't think Bo would though. Yeah. Anyway, the judge noted that the service is not required to consider the loss of historical range which is likely to climb more than 80% due to logging, agriculture, and human development. And that's all up in North Louisiana. Right. You know, you don't see that here much anymore. Maybe 100 years ago you might have seen logging uh, in the basin with cypress trees and all. But uh, anyway, um, we'll see. I, you know, I looked for an article in a few weeks, and I found this uh, press release about that uh, of course, Basin Keeper and other conservation groups worry that the proposed hunt could steer the species back towards extinction. The Humane Society of Louisiana online petition opposing the hunt. They've collected, uh, as of a couple weeks ago, uh, more than uh, almost 10,000 signatures uh, since December to uh, outlaw that particular uh, thing. So uh, we'll see. It's uh, round and round again. Of course, it's a notice of intent. And, uh, and if you do happen to win one of those 10 lottery choices you've got to go to all kind of rules and yeah. uh and meetings Classes, to, yeah. yeah that's right uh to learn about more about that so um anyway uh, we'll see as time marches on here in 2024 
what's going to take place uh, with the hunting of uh, the black bear in the state of Louisiana. Meanwhile, two people were rescued from a capsized vessel in Lake Pallord in St. Martin Parish. Uh, To the side of me, y'all, you know, when you cross the uh, U.S. 90 across the Atchafalaya uh, 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 River there, you can look off to the left and see Lake Pallord. And uh, I always thought Lake Pallord was in uh, uh, West and yeah, St. Mary Parish, East St. Mary Parish. But I guess the lines, you know, Lower St. Martin Parish uh, is cut that way. And uh, the way the reason it is cut, St. Martin uh, uh, Parish has uh, two uh, areas is because in 1868, uh, the state of Louisiana created Iberia Parish, the last parish to be created in the state of Louisiana. It cut through uh, St. Martin Parish. That's right, the uh, eastern end out there in Bayou Pigeon area, and uh, which is in uh, 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 Iberia Parish now. And uh, you've got two sections, uh, Upper and Lower St. Martin Parish and Lake Pallord. Anyway, the agents, along with the St. Martin Parish Sheriff's Office uh, uh, deputy, responded to a ball, uh, call about a capsized vessel with two people in the water in Lake Pallord, which is a 7,000-acre lake. It's a it, it's five times as big as Spanish yeah, Lake, yeah. if not more. And the agents and the sheriff's office found a good Samaritan in a vessel with two people that were in the water. Of course, uh, the uh, the Samaritan said he saw two people clinging to the side of their capsized vessel, was able to get to him. The two people were then transferred to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries vessel and brought to the landing, released uh, unharmed. Good to see uh, the agents recovered the capsized 14-foot vessel in the water, towed it to the launch. Uh, Boulder should be reminded to wear those uh, life jackets yeah. uh, while underway, while required by law, and heed a small craft advisory warning on the water. That all happened on uh, February 10th as a small craft advisory was issued due to very strong winds. The operator of the capsized vessel was cited for failing to comply with the personal flow rotation devices requirements since the vessel was less than 16 feet in length and powered by a hand tiller steered uh, an outboard motor so uh with that uh hey folks you gotta obey the rules so uh with that uh and again i, I have no idea the depth of lake pallor too uh, rick mm, uh, it's not have, it's not really that deep tony uh, maybe yeah, 12, four, 12 14 yeah feet, in, in spots yeah. yeah uh with that anyway that's today here on friday uh February 16th, uh, the sun rose uh, at 6.46 a.m., sunset at 5.57. In the high and low tide chart, we see that the first low tide was at 3.01 a.m. this morning. High tide will be at 12.18 p.m. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, the 17th, sunrise 6.45, sunset 5.58. High and low tide chart, uh, the low tide will be at 4.08 a.m. Saturday morning. The high tide at 1.48 p.m. Saturday afternoon. Sunday, the 18th. Sun will rise at 6.44, set at 6 o'clock. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the low tide will be at 5.14 a.m. and the high tide at 2.48 p.m. Average water temperature in Southwest Pass, uh, Vermilion Bay, uh, around 55 <clears throat> degrees. I think uh, I'm pretty sure it'd be a little higher than that, too, with some of the warmer weather. But yep. we're getting a little cold snap again uh, in the next few days. And, uh, Rick, uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these fine people. You're Friday. right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doyle's Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And our motto is always... Kids that hunt and fish, don't steal and dip.